Hey everybody, this is Sophie and welcome to episode 94 of the Big Boo Cast. In this episode, Melanie and I are going to talk a little bit more about marriage. We're going to answer some of your questions. We're going to get into a little bit of stuff about parenting and we even talk about body image stuff, which that's a first. We also talk about a procedure that Melanie had done a couple of days ago that brought me so much joy you cannot even imagine. Before we get started, though, I wanted to take a minute to talk about one of our favorite snacks, Kind Bars. Melanie and I are always on the lookout for delicious, nutritious snack options, something that we can throw in a lunchbox or we can grab for a quick breakfast on the way out of the door in the mornings. And Kind Bars are a key to our school time happiness. They taste great. They're made with ingredients we can actually recognize and pronounce. And that is why I'm so excited to tell you about a special deal with the Kind Snack Club. You can try 10 Kind Bars for free. All you have to do is pay shipping. And when you order the sample box, you'll also get to try Kind's Snack Club, where you'll receive monthly snacks at a discount and get members-only bonuses. I happen to love the Kind Peanut Butter Breakfast Bar. Melanie loves their Dark Chocolate Nuts and Sea Salt Bar. And the sample box includes those two options as well as other great flavors, including their kind pressed fruit bars. I think you'll love their 10 snack sample box. And remember, all you have to pay is shipping. So if you'd like to try it, go to kindsnacks.com slash bigboo. That's kindsnacks.com slash B-I-G-B-O-O for full details. And if you decide that it's not for you, you can cancel your kind snack club membership at any time, but I think you'll be a fan of all the kind goodness. Melanie and I are for sure, and we sure do appreciate kind sponsoring this episode. Alrighty, as always, we are so glad y'all are here. What fun would a podcast be if there was nobody around to listen to it? Hope y'all enjoy episode 94. Hey, everybody. This is Sophie. This is Big Mama. Hey, it's Melanie. It's Big Mama. And I think I have gotten us into a little bit of a pickle. Oh, I'm not aware of a pickle. What? Okay. So yesterday when we originally were going to record, I did an an Insta story and asked people if they had any questions. Yes, I saw. Okay. But on that Insta story, I think I said like on the last podcast, we talked about marriage. Yeah. So does anybody have any questions? Well, I think people took that to mean, does anybody have any questions about marriage? Oh, no. And let, <laughs> and let me tell you, they certainly do. They, they certainly do have some questions about marriage. I'm going to tell you, there's a podcast probably called Focus on the Family that could better answer your questions about marriage. So all I know to do is um, we'll just we'll just see. I, I feel okay. like I didn't really. I tried not to look because I started to get a little overwhelmed at how many there were. And I thought, well, this feels more like a series. Um, and then I thought, as soon as we do this, we are going to have the biggest fights of our married lives. Like you know, oh, for mm-hmm. sure, for mm-hmm. sure, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So all I, all I know to do, and, and here is here. And, and in the mix of that, I should say, um, there were several kids that I have worked with at school who sent me the most smart aleck things, which <laughs> made me happy. happy. So happy. Oh, God. Miss Hudson. Miss Hudson. Ms. Hudson. Can, you tell us about <laughs> can you tell us why you have so many chocolate? How do you choose the different kinds of chocolate you keep in your office, Miss Hudson? Miss Hudson. Oh, God. Except, okay. you know, with Alex's grade, it's Miss Safe. And <laughs> sometimes it's Miss Safe. Miss <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, let's see. So are you ready to answer some questions? I mean, I, speaking oh, of, there's my husband calling right there. But I was going to say, or do you need to answer the phone? No, I, because I just, I put it on quiet. I told him I was going to be, there, there's an answer to about marriage for you. I told him I was going to be podcasting and he clearly forgot. Lesson so, one. Yeah, he'll text me if it's important. Um, okay, no, I'm ready. Okay, is that a thing with y'all, by the way? Like if you don't answer your phone when they call? Oh, for sure. But it's it's a total, okay, so here's the thing about marriage. It's a total double standard, at least for us, because if I don't answer, if he calls me twice and I don't answer, like it's pretty much at that point, he's going to alert the police. Sure. But if I call him and he doesn't answer, like I don't really, it really would have to be the next day before he would think that I had a right to be panicked <laughs> about where he is. <laughs> it's got to be a full 24 hours. Yeah, like it would have to be like he didn't, which is a little bit legitimate just because a lot of times like today he's been down at the ranch. And so there's a lot of times he just has no cell signal. So if I call him down there and he doesn't answer, I just know like he doesn't have a cell signal. Right. Um, but it's all, and I also know he does not read his text in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? So if I text him during the day, he is not going to read that text. Well, you know, I hate alerts. I, I despise an alert on a phone. Like all these people who get notifications on from things on your phone, I don't even, I don't even understand that. Like why, mm-hmm. why do you want Facebook telling you like you need to look at something? I mean, we've all got plenty going on. So I don't get, I, I keep my phone on silent most of the time. I mean, like if I'm in the car, obviously I hear it um, because it rings in my car. But like for the most part, my phone is on silent. So that try, that that tends to tends to be a source of frustration because yes. I, I just don't see stuff a lot of times um, because my phone has been on silent and yeah. I, did, I did not hear it ring. Yeah. Um, okay. First question. This is actually from one of my girls from school who graduated several years ago. I will not mention her name, but um, here's what she said. She said, um, what are the most unexpected things that have come out of marriage? She said both good and bad. But the most unexpected things. Hmm. I can tell you that I can tell you the thing I, I did not expect. Probably if we had gone to like real premarital counseling, they would have told told us this. But our premarital counseling consisted of going to see the preacher. And he essentially said, um, y'all will be fine. So um, we didn't really what I'm saying is we didn't dig into a lot in that. Yes. Um, I'll tell you the most unexpected thing that is that initially seems bad but ultimately is good is that um, marriage exposes every bit of sin in your life. (laughs) Like there's no, there's guess what? There's not, there's no hiding. Like there's no hiding. And if you are somebody like I was when I was growing up, who really sort of 
prided myself on um, being a like, and I'm putting this in quotations, a good girl and, you know, being sort of cheerful and everything was just great mm-hmm. and all that. And then you get married and, and like, there's no, there are no facades. Yeah. I don't know if anybody's read the great Gatsby, but like to me, <laughs> I mean, not that, not that anybody in my marriage has been hit by a car. I'm just saying like, like but that whole notion of you can try and try and try to build up a facade all you want to, but that thing's going to crumble yes. inside the walls of holy matrimony. Yes. Yes. I would agree with that. I mean, I think that it's, I mean, like, I'm going to tell you the Bible isn't kidding when it says the two become one. <laughs> That's apparently God meant that. That's like a real deal. So everybody's everybody's garbage is going to affect everybody else. I mean, I think that's, you realize, realize how real that is. But I also think, that what has surprised me, I will say, is I don't think I realized, I knew Perry and I were opposites. I don't think I realized how opposite we really were until after we were married. Like, I don't know. Oh, is there something here I could throw or a <laughs> bell I could ring? Like, <laughs> like, I don't think I realized, like, I think now I've come to terms with the fact that I really legitimately, and I'm really not even saying this to be funny, I don't think we share one hobby or interest. Like, I... <laughs> We really don't. Caroline is our shared hobby and interest. <laughs> we really don't. We don't like any of the same things on TV. We don't like any of the same movies. We don't. Pretty much Jesus is our, Jesus and Caroline are our two shared interests. And really, honestly, I would say that makes for a really interesting marriage, honestly. Yes. And it works. For, I mean, it really does work for us. I feel like people say opposites attract. And I do think that's true to an extent. And then I think sometimes opposites are just bad. And it's not even that we're opposites, because I do think we agree on a lot of stuff. Like if we were to talk about spiritual things or even political things or current events or whatever, we usually come at it from the same place, probably now more than ever, because I always laugh and say that now he's made me as cold and dead inside as he is. <laughs> so. <laughs> But it's it's changed. But I also will say that in that, I can absolutely see, and this it continually surprises me, is the ways that God absolutely put us together to where my strengths complement His weaknesses, and His weaknesses complement my strengths. If that mm-hmm. makes sense, how we how we really do as opposite as we are there are both times that we either have to talk each other up or talk each other down. And that I'm like, okay, well this, because I'm like, I, I think that there was a time when I was really disturbed. Like, well, we don't like any of the same movies. We don't agree on anything that we want to watch or do or vacation or anything. But I'm like, but at the end of the day, we both, I do think we make each other better than we would be. And I'm surprised I, by how true that is. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I think that the balance that y'all like there's there's a balance in that and i think we're the same and i would also say here's my this is my most surprised maybe thing about marriage or what, what was i can't remember the question but like the most unexpected thing yeah. about marriage that i really i didn't know how important it would be but i do i do love knowing that and i i think this is the same for you like David really is, he's so supportive of whatever I feel like the Lord is calling me to do or asking me to do. Like he really, he's, he's so in my corner uh-huh. and I'm very, very, very grateful for that because I think where I get timid and I second guess, 
things sometimes. That's not his personality at all. Mm -hmm. And so he really, he will, he does, I'm not saying he pushes, like he makes me do things I don't want to do, but he is convicted about things in a way that I'm sometimes not. And so, yeah, I mean, I've been a really fun thing to feel super supported. Yeah. Cause I think that, cause I think with, without Perry pushing me, even though it used to really get on my nerves, like I think <laughs> I would probably still just be, I would have never written a book. Like, I mean, I think he's pushed me to take risks and to do stuff and to, to work harder than I would have on my own. Yay. Yeah. So there you have it. Okay. Um, let me find us another question. Okay. Um, okay. That was about my sunglasses. So that's not really, um, <laughs> they were really cute sunglasses, by the way. I did wonder about them. Thank you. Here's another question. This, um, is, is from Katie Patati. Okay. And Katie says, how do both of your husbands feel about you being on social media? Do they get it? Um, I don't know. That- <laughs> Let me go back to, so we are complete opposites. We share no interests or hobbies. <laughs> I'm not sure what brought us together in the first place. Um, Perry is not on any social media. You will not find him on any social media. You know, he told me one time that he wasn't on social media because he didn't know people knowing all kinds of stuff about his life. And that's when I had to remind him, hey, you know, I write books all about our life. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I don't, I don't think he doesn't care. Like, I mean, and I think is 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 it's become more normalized now. I think when I first started, and I think you were the same. Like when I first started the blog, I think he was real kind of like, so you just are putting all that out there for like strangers to read or sure. like to know about our lives or whatever. He never said I couldn't do it or didn't want me to do it, but I think he just didn't get it. I think now. He gets it. And I think he's like, oh, this has actually become like a thing, you know, and everybody does it. So I think it's it's so much more normalized than it was 12 years ago. Right. I feel like he had some safety concerns in the beginning. Well, that's his, I mean, that's his go-to is safety concerns. I mean, that's, we're going to always be safety first around here. Um, so that was like, the big thing. And I, and I think it's funny because you do get lulled into, cause I mean, I remember at first it would be like, I'll never post. Like if we're on Facebook, I'm not going to post about a vacation. Cause then people know we're not at our house. And like now I'm probably not as, I don't even think about it as much. Yeah. I'm the same. I think cause because everybody's on it now, like yeah. when we first started our blogs, I was scared to tell my friends because they would think that was weird. Yes. You know, that I was writing on the internet. Why are you doing that? <laughs> you know? And, and <laughs> And and now, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't think much about it. But like, like David, no, he does not. He he is not necessarily interested in social media, mm-hmm. but it does not bother him no, at all. No, Perry doesn't care, and he gets on. I laugh because I mean, he so on his computer, he has all my accounts and my passwords. So he loves to go on and look at my Instagram and look at my Facebook. He just does not want his own account. Right, and he has some thoughts about things. Oh, sometimes. Yeah. oh listen, he'll tell me. <laughs> My favorite is when he starts commentating on all the fashion bloggers I follow that he's like, what does she Mm -hmm. have on? What is this? Is this like a real thing? Is this, you know, whatever. I I get real tickled about when he wants to tell me about how he doesn't care about what whoever has on that day or whatever. Mm -hmm. He thinks she made a bad choice. Or like our friends, Joel and Casey, anytime Casey wears anything on top of a top, Mm -hmm. you know, like like a little, like a a cardigan, a long cardigan or something, Joel Joel calls it a shawl. He'll say (laughs) Did y'all see Casey Shaw? Like that's all. That's this. <laughs> always, always a Shaw. Okay, this is another question 
that says, how do you ladies deal with conflict in your marriages? I just thought of about seven things. To say. <laughs> Not necessarily big conflict, but the little arguments. Do you make a big deal of it or do you just let it slide? I'm only seven years into this marriage thing. And sometimes I just let those little conflicts slide till we feel better. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't, do you want me to answer first or are you going to answer first? I think it is a fine thing. I don't think there's any need to get, I say, I think we would both say, just smash it down. Yes. Just stop us. Just. But let's, let's preface this by we are Enneagram nines, which means we yeah. are peacekeepers. We are very yeah. much peacekeepers. Just push it down. It's fine. Um, I do think there's a point where you have to talk about that kind of stuff. I think if it's something small, usually I will let it slide. And then maybe later, um, we, here's a great example. Yesterday, David and I were talking about something and I was I was telling him what somebody else's opinion was mm-hmm. about something. And he disagreed with the other person's opinion. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, what about this? And, what, and I was like, why are you arguing with me about how they feel? Like, yeah. I, can't, <laughs> I cannot, I don't, I don't know. Like, and, and so he was like, well, then fine, whatever. And so he just kind of got up and left. And I was like, well, he's ticked off. Mm-hmm. And then like after about five minutes, I went back and I said, I was not trying to, to, to offend you. I'm just saying I cannot answer for this other person's feelings. Yes. And he was like, oh, it's fine. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. But I do, I do think the little stuff was bigger to me when we were younger, you know? For sure. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think you kind of learn, I mean, I feel like over time you learn like, okay, here's a hill I'm going to die on and here's what I'm not. Like, this is really like, you know, I think he was a little abrupt when he asked me, you know, what time dinner was going to be, but I'm not going to, whatever, I'm going to let that go or yeah. what, a, you know, like, I just feel like there's a lot of stuff. I feel like for me, the biggest thing I've had to learn is I was probably bad early on about I'd let a lot of stuff go that ultimately, and then like we would get in a huge fight six months later and I'd be like, and six months ago, you (laughs) stood in this kitchen, you know, like it would all come out and he would be like shell shocked. Like I didn't even know. I mean, because the thing about Perry is, and you know this because I think David's the same is Perry's just very black and white. So he says things a lot of times that I'm like, if somebody could just hear it, they'd be like, Oh my gosh. But like, I know where he's coming from. So his tone and sometimes how abrupt he is, doesn't even phase me anymore because I'm like, okay, whatever. Whereas I think it used to be, I used to not always understand that. And so, but that's, that's time too. But I think you've got to learn like, cause I think if it's something that really bothers you, I think you're better off saying you just really hurt my feelings or that really bothered me than to let all that stuff build up. But if it's like, I mean, there are some battles that you're just like, you know what? I don't know why you can't throw Band-Aid wrappers away, but you are you can't. In 20 years of marriage, you right. you open up a Band-Aid and you leave all the wrappers here on your bathroom. And I'm just, I'm not going to fight it. I'm not, I'm going to scoop up those wrappers and I'm going to throw them away because that's just, any, that's a better use of my time. There's a great um, Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee, the Jerry Seinfeld show that was, it used to be on Crackle and now it's on Netflix. Yes. There is a great episode of that with Alexandra Wentworth, who is married to George Stephanopoulos. Yes, I love that one. Yes, yes, that was one of my favorites. Yes. Where they talk about cl- conflict and marriages and stuff. And I would say, like, it's 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 gold mm-hmm. um, as far as all that kind of stuff goes. Um, and, yeah, and yeah, I think there is, I think the longer you're married, 
probably the more likely you are to go. My friend Gene always says, like, if it drives you crazy that he will never pick up his socks, just pick up his socks. Like, yes. It's just not worth it. It's not like, worth it. no, you just learn. You're like, you know what? That's just, that is what it is. I mean, I don't know why Perry has to have the TV on a hunting show and be on a hunting forum on the computer at the same time. But mm-hmm. it's, but it is, it is what it is. And I'm not willing to fight that battle. And I have my computer and I can do my own thing. So basically, let it go unless it's super hurtful is yeah. what we're saying. Yeah. I think you just have to decide, is it worth it? I mean, and I think that, and, and you, and sometimes I have learned this too, that sometimes I have gone to bed really mad and I will lay there and I will think about like all the things I'm going to say in the morning. And after a good night's sleep, I'm like, huh, you know, like, it's like I was over it. Like, I just think sometimes it's, it is good to let things sit a little bit and decide like, was I really mad about that? Or did he just catch me on a bad day or I was in a bad mood or it was the final straw of my day, you know? And there have been times too, I think, where I have been so mad. And so I have maybe called you. Yeah. Yeah. I think mm -hmm. you Mm got to vent to a friend. Yeah. You just need to vent and get it out. And then it makes it easier to have a discussion later because you're not bringing all the emotion into it. Yes. And and I think sometimes a friend, because I mean, I know you're good about this with me and Gully's good about it. I mean, sometimes the friend can give some perspective of, okay, here's whatever. And I, and I think the thing is, too, is I'm not going to apply this to all husbands. I think most husbands really do want us to be happy. I mean, I, I really don't think that mm-hmm. they, they start off their day saying, I'm going to try to find ways to irritate and annoy her today. I think that they're coming from a good place. I just think that sometimes, so it's like, sometimes I'm like, okay, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt on that because I know that you love me and I know that you do not want me to be in a bad mood. So I'm going to assume that you didn't think that through in your head before <laughs> you said it out loud. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll give you the benefit of the doubt on this one. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. This next question is actually not as much about marriage as it is about parenting and raising um, tweens and teenagers. Mm. Okay. So, and you, and you listen, and you and I, we cannot, we cannot talk about these things on the podcast, but we have been in it this week. Yeah, we have. So what are ways y'all have found to keep your relationship close while maintaining boundaries that they seem to really want to push. How do you handle this newfound sass and keep your sanity thought? And that was from, that's from Jenny Ledford. Um, I, I dish it right back. I feel like, like there are times, and I will say like, as a general rule, I think with a teenage boy, I'm not dealing with sort of the sass as much maybe because, um, but there are times when maybe he's a little short and I'm, I'm and, I, and I will say like, listen, yeah. Sassy McGee. Yeah. You know, I mean, we just try to, find, we try to find ways to laugh. Um, I love to be with, with him and his friends. I love to take them places. I love to be in the car. I love to listen. I, I love to listen to them when they don't think that I'm, I'm listening, but uh-huh. I just, I feel like we, the main thing I try to do is just have a constant. We're just kind of in an ongoing conversation all the time. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about this. Well, how'd that go? Yeah. Well, you know, and um, how are you feeling about this? You feel like this is going well? Mm-hmm. All right. And um, and I feel like we laugh a lot. And the laughter seems to be able to, even in some really tense moments, um, it'll bring it, it'll bring it right on down. So yeah. it's tricky. It's, it's a delicate balance because you tread too far and they shut you out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you try to back off too much and you don't have any idea what's going on. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think part of it, I think the balance is, I think, you know, somebody told me, an older friend that had older kids told me when Caroline was about three, she said, you need to make sure she knows you're in charge now, because otherwise she's not going to know you're in charge when she's 14. And like, mm. and and she said, you need to do the hard work now. And so I do think when your kids are younger, I think you're setting that, that, yeah, I think that's when you set the foundation of like, I'm not really your friend. Like I want us, this is a different relationship and I want us to be open and I want you to tell me things, but this isn't my time. There's going to be a time that we are going to get to be friends, but Uh this isn't it. And we'll have moments now that feels like I'm, you know, Carolyn and I can be out shopping and laughing and joking. And it does feel like being with a friend, but I think it's, I think she's always aware because of kind of the way we've raised her. Um, I think she, she knows her limits and, and the times that she's, push past those or, or we, we shut that down pretty quick, you know, we're in, mm-hmm. and, and not in a, like a hard way, but just like a, Hey, that's too much. Like you need to, you need to rein that in, you know? Um, because I think it's, I think all of us get, you know, you get carried away. And I mean, she comes from an honest heritage of sometimes <laughs> spouting things out <laughs> without thinking about it yeah, and going for funny over maybe what was, the most edifying thing to say. And so, um, so, you know, I mean, we give grace in that too, but I think to me, and it really helped me. I, I, I think I talked on the last podcast about Kelly Corrigan's book, tell me more, but it's all about the things that she's learning to say, like the hardest things to say. And she's got teenage girls. And one of the things she talks about is with them, she's learned to say, tell me more, like instead mm-hmm. of trying to solve their problem when they come home, instead of trying to fix it, instead of trying to give them, give them solutions, which there can be a time for that. But sometimes she, they're just needing to vent and just to say, okay, tell me more. Like, tell me what's going on. Mm-hmm. Let me know what's happening. And because um, I think sometimes if we're, if we sit back and just listen, I think they're more likely to tell us more than when we are real quick to offer our input into everything. I agree. Yeah. And I think that, um, I don't know. I think that there, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this without sounding a certain way. I'm I'm trying to refresh it in my head, (laughs) but I I think it's important to not get, um, I have to remind myself of this all the time, but to not get so bogged down in behavior, Mm -hmm. like in wanting them to behave certain ways that we miss the opportunities to sort of engage their hearts. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense Mm -hmm. a little bit? Mm -hmm. Because I, I probably, um, as somebody who, you know, was a teacher for a long time, I feel like I have probably I have to ask myself a lot am I just wanting some behavior to change so everything looks better or do I really want to do I really want to understand what's going on and the only way you can understand what's going on is if you if you just like you said if you sit back and you listen mm-hmm. and um I don't know and I try not to freak out too much mm-hmm. you know I try to be as unshockable as I can be yeah so that I'm not I don't, I don't I'm not just a mama who sits around clutching my pearls all the time just horrified at what all these people are doing like yeah no you know, I, I want to be unshockable and I want to, I want to try to err as much on the side of compassion yeah, um, as I can as a poet, because I think the other thing I can do, and as you know, I have done, um, I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to maximize shame in every given situation. Yeah. So um, anyway, so I think just, you know, I don't think we're figuring out what it means for, as a mama, for me to be a safe place, mm-hmm. but to also be the person who's, who's, who's going to say, and and his daddy is the same. Who's going to say, Nope. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and 
we were on the way home today and um and alex said hey can i watch anchorman for my 15th birthday and i said nope. no and uh <laughs> And he said, you always said that we would talk about it when I was about to turn, when I was turning 15, which he does in a couple of months. Mm-hmm. I said, we just did. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and, it, and we kind of laughed about it, but yeah. And I think it's, oh. and I feel like for me and, you know, Caroline, even though Alex is older, Caroline's a great ahead of him. And mm-hmm. so I think that, you know, it's that realization too, of as she's working through different stuff, whether it be social stuff or academic stuff or athletic stuff or whatever it is that I'm, I, I'm trying to, instead of telling her, here's what you need to do that. I'm like, well, what do you think you need to do? Or what do you think the solution is in letting her? Because I'm like, the bottom line is in three and a half years, she's going to be off on a college campus having to figure that stuff out, not under my roof, you know? So it's like, I want her to be able to think through like, oh, I guess I need to go talk to my teacher about that or my coach, or I need to find out more or whatever you know she's got to start to problem solve i feel like the question i ask more than any other is how's that working for you how's that that working for you Mm -hmm. really how's that working for you (laughs) let's talk more well that worked for you yeah um i think though it's so fun i'm i i mean i i know i've said it a thousand times but i'm so crazy about this particular stage of life and I am not a sentimental parent at all I'm I didn't I did I'm not one who cried you know when Alex went to kindergarten I don't like I'm not overly emotional about the end of one phase the beginning of the next I don't know where the stuff that we had in his crib even is Mm -hmm. but I, I do not believe I have saved it like I'm just not sentimental, but now I can sit and think about him being out on his way out of this house in four years mm-hmm. and, and, and might have to get in the bed. Yeah. And, and a lot of that is not that I'm scared for him to leave. It's that I will miss this stage of life. I think so much. Yeah. And so that's a daily reminder to me to try to keep the little things little and, um, and just, you know, to, to, to pri- prioritize the relationship over um, any agenda I might have. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Okay. okay. Um, here's a, a, another question about marriage. And then we got some other questions I'm going to segue into because okay. guess what nobody wants to hear us talk about for 50 minutes? Marriage. Um, marriage. Guess what we don't probably don't want to talk about for 50 minutes? <laughs> marriage. <clears throat> um, here's a question. How did you meet your husbands? Okay. Um, you go. Okay. So I, we met at the, in our, we grew up in the same town and we went to the same church and our parents were in the same Sunday school class. And so we met at church when we were probably, I mean, I think our families have known each other our whole lives, but like we, we were in Sunday school together starting, I guess, um, in first and second grade Sunday school. And so we went through church together. We went through, we, we were in a Methodist church. We went through MYF together. Um, we were always, we went to different schools, but we were always in each other's lives. We went to college together. We were um, really close friends in college, but we did not actually date until after college. So, um, so we, we've known each other. I, I don't remember not, ever, not knowing David. I, I feel that. like, I mean, I have known him all along. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I wrote a book called Antelope in the Living Room. I tell the story. <laughs> it's out there. Just saying. But I'll sum it up. That's the long version. The short version is uh, we met 
uh, our last year at A&M and Perry, I, um, we met through a Bible study called Breakaway that still goes on at A&M. And so we kind of met there and then um, he moved back home to San Antonio because this is where he was from. And I ended up getting a job in San Antonio, which was the last place on earth I really wanted to be. Not true. That's It was the last place in Texas I wanted to be. And so, mm-hmm. um, but I got a job here and um, we were both bored and a mutual friend told us, hey, y'all ought to call each other. And we did. And we really hung out for like six months as just friends. And then at some point it turned into something more. And there you have it. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Here we are, 24 years later. Alrighty, this is Sophie in the middle of the podcast, which means I need to tell you some things. The first thing I need to tell you is that if you would like to keep up with Melanie or with me away from the podcast, you can do that on social media. On Twitter, you can find me at Boo Mama. You can find Melanie at Big Mama. On Instagram, you can find Melanie at Melanie Shankle. And you can find me at BooMama205. You can look at Melanie's blog, TheBigMamaBlog.com. My blog is BooMama.net. And also, in addition to that, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, that would be just about the best thing ever. It helps so much, y'all. And we really appreciate the time that it takes for you to do that. So, find us on the internets, whichever way you'd like. Like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash thebigbootcast and leave us a review on iTunes. That would be so great. Thanks a bunch and enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, so here's a question. This I don't know that we've ever talked about this before. Oh. I mean, I'll maybe it peripherally, a little bit. But I mean, okay, this question says, my question is, how do you love your body? She says, I'm hitting my 50s and things are changing. I've never been this heavy and I'm having a hard time dealing with that. Oh. I don't know that we've ever we've ever talked about this before. No. I'll start. Okay. Um, so I, well, let me just say, I've never really been a person, I guess, probably who thought in those terms. Like, I've never, I've never been somebody who like stood in front of the mirror, like for better or for worse. <laughs> I've just never been a person who sit, sit in front of the mirror and critiqued myself. Like, I don't know how, I don't, I don't know why, but I just, I've never been, I, I don't notice I'm oblivious, like to a certain extent about features. And I don't know whose hips are big. I don't know who has a flat chest. I don't know whose no, who nose is crooked. I cannot tell you any of those things. I don't notice. David even asked me one time, we'd probably been married like 13 or 14 years. And he said, do you have any idea what color my eyes are? And I had to really think is what I'm telling you. (laughs) I do not notice. So because of that, I don't think that I've ever really dealt with like, um, I I don't know that I've ever been really hypercritical of, of like my body or how I looked. I, because I honestly, really, I couldn't tell you how I looked. Uh Um, but here's what I would say. What I what I what I have been very aware of, and what I am still very aware of, is when do I feel strong, and mm-hmm. when do I feel tired and um, like I don't have any energy. And mm-hmm. so I think that if I were to answer this question, how do you love your body? I think as long as I feel strong, this is what I'm learning about myself. When I feel strong, I'm good. Like mm-hmm. when I feel strong, and I feel like. 
Um, I can move well. I don't care what size I'm in. I don't care how much I weigh. Like none of that bothers me. But mm-hmm. when I am at a low ebb, if I don't have any energy, if I'm always feeling tired um, and um, um, I, I, like when I feel like just like a bump on a log, that's when I start to get in a really bad space in my head about um, like, you know, where I'll think, well, I, I really need to lose like 40 pounds in the next two days. Yeah. <laughs> and Or, or I will, and I will say on top of that, I start to eat really poorly. Yeah. But there's something about feeling strong. And so what I have learned for me is that means that I have to, I have to, I have to walk and I, or or do a bike or something, but I have to move and I have to do weights. And, Uh and listen, I probably have the most um, misplaced, like sense of confidence. (laughs) Of anyone (laughs) because I feel strong. Like, so I don't like, I don't, I really like, you know, and I want to be healthy and and like, I want to eat the right things and all that. But like, I just don't get real bogged down in it. Okay. So that's it. So I would say (laughs) that makes me laugh because, you know, Gully and I used to always say, when we were, especially when we were taking our kids to the pool in the summer when they're little and everybody, you know, all the moms are running around in their bathing suits. She was like, I mean, I wish I had the same confidence that some of these moms have. And she said, like, I would like to go up and shake their hand and tell them, good for you. Like, good for you. And she goes, but now I'm afraid that somebody's going to come up and shake my hand. Like, that's what she used to say. Now, let me just say, I don't necessarily feel super confident if I'm in a bathing suit. I wouldn't say that. But just like in the day to day, if like, I just, I don't know. I think when I feel strong, I feel good. So, so when I, if I'm starting to feel sort of, you know, or self-conscious in some way, that's a good sign to me that I need to be moving more and I need, I need to get in there with some weights. And, yes. um, and so I think one reason, honestly, why I, I had about four years of, of my mood sort of going up and down a lot, <laughs> you sort of lift me through this with me, but my mood's kind of going up and down a lot. And, um, and I was so tired all the time. Um, and part of that one was that I have, you know, that I have a, a kind of a full schedule, but mm-hmm. I think that the other part of that was that I was not tending to the the exercise or I was not mindful of my health at all. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I mean, I think for me, you know, and as you know, and I believe I have said, I come from a long line of vain women. <laughs> I, I mean, it is imprinted in my DNA. It just <laughs> It never fails to delight me when you say that. I mean, I just do. And I always think about on Father of the Bride. Remember when he's trying to talk her fiance into when she's over, he, she overreacted. And he was like, we come from a long line of overreactors. He's like, the good news is it appears to be less and less with each generation. <laughs> so I would like to say that I feel like I'm better than maybe my ancestors were. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. It's just, it, and so I think there was so much emphasis growing up for me on how we looked. I mean, like, um, I mean, I can remember, I mean, there was, there was an Easter, this is a true story in college, when I brought Gully home with me, and my grandmother felt free to tell both of us that we needed to drop about 15 pounds, like, Uh not just me, but also my best Uh friend I had brought home from college. So I'm just saying that's where I came from. I mean, that's, so I think I've always been worried about it. Um, 
but also, but let me say, as I worry about it, it goes in stages of I'm actually going to do something about it to I'm just going to sit and worry about it. <laughs> like, Hi. Yeah. I'm going to sit and eat these chips and queso and mm-hmm. I'm going to hope that something gets done. But I do think that as you get older, I think a lot of it becomes, I think it's what you said. I think it's about being active because I really look at as much as I don't necessarily like working out or exercise, or sometimes I'm like, I heard somebody say the other day and I thought it's, it's so true is that like people tend to put that kind of stuff in their life as well. I'll do that when I have time when really taking care of your body ought to be your priority, yeah. like to yeah. be healthy and to be strong um, big, and to be in a good place. The last year, the last year for me, that's that, that yeah. it, it's gotta be your priority. Yeah. And I think that that to me is more the awareness is of, as I get older, like it's not like now when I'm, cause I felt like when I was 25, I would be motivated to go work out cause I thought I had gained 10 pounds. And so I would get on a big, I would pull out my Cindy Crawford VHS tape and I would do it for two weeks. And put your leotard on. Oh, and, and like cut out chips mm-hmm. and I would drop 10 pounds, you know, and, and the reality is, is at 46, that's not really how that happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes a lot more work, but I also know that now my goal is I want to be able to like carry my grandbabies around and I mm-hmm. want to be able to walk and I want to be able to move and I want to, you know, so it's, and, and I think the thing is, is you can't, you can't be inactive and expect to stay healthy. Yeah. You know, I just, I think you've got to move. I thought this morning I was, we were in a, a meeting at school. We were in the auditorium and we were, I was, I was going back to my office and I ran up the stairs to get back to my office. And mm-hmm. I thought that's a, that's a good sign. Like that I'm in a good place if I can run upstairs, like yeah. Th- then I'm, I'm in a good headspace and I'm, I'm in a good now. I like, I'm always mindful that it would not hurt me to if like if I wanted to to cut back and to to really focus on losing weight that wouldn't be a bad thing but I also am am mindful that if I don't know there's something about if I have muscles like if I have muscles in my legs if I then I feel I feel fine I'm I'm good to go mm-hmm. and listen I am nobody's after picture like nobody I'm not I'm not going to be on somebody's refrigerator it's like that's where that's where I want to get Missy I'll tell you what <laughs> but by the same token there's a mental thing that kicks in when I'm in a good place with it and so that the key to that seems to be move and be strong well, and I think women in general, and I think that's why women, um, and I think it's interesting to me. I've loved on the show, This Is Us, that you've got the skinny woman that goes to Kate's Weight Watchers meetings, you know, and she sits there because I'm like, that's a, that's a real thing that like you, I just, I think that women, it's so ingrained in us or some of us where you're just like, I mean, cause I can look back and go, why did I ever think at 17, I didn't look good in a bathing suit. Right. Like if I could go back to that now, I'd just wear my bathing suit everywhere. I'd wear it. <laughs> Store. I'd wear it up down the street. I'd drop a carpool. I'd be like sitting outside the car, standing there in my bathing suit to pick her up. You know, like why did I? But it just—it's like I've never. But I, I think so few women have. I mean, I think even when you read these interviews, and maybe they just say it to make the rest of us normal folks feel better. But when you hear these supermodels like, "Oh my gosh, I've always hated my thighs," and you're like, "Really?" Because you're a double zero, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that we all have that where we're critics and I think that the reality is is as you get older 
it is harder. I mean, it's just, it's, it's harder. I mean, things aren't going to look and they certainly are not going to bounce back the way that they used to. So I think your goal has to be to find kind of your new happy normal. Right. Yeah. Some contentment with, with kind of where you are. And, uh-huh. and, and I think to celebrate like, like small victories, like I, when David and I went to yeah. New York this past summer, I was so happy because I was able to keep up with the pace of that trip. I was uh-huh. able to, like I, all those subway stairs, all the walking we did. And I loved it because I knew like, and so I was, cause I was so mindful. Guess what? Eight months ago, I, I don't think I could have done this. And so yeah. being willing to, to celebrate the, the small little victories, I think is, is fun too. Yeah. Okay. How about that? We just talked about bodies. Yes, we did. How about that? That's a new thing. Did you have anything okay. you wanted to talk about, by the way? Well, I was going to say, I was waiting to see, see now you, so on that line of me coming from a long line of vain women, I'm just going to throw out that I, this this is not necessarily about my body, but it is about my appearance. And I went yesterday and had a procedure done called an eyelash lift. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Cause you mentioned this yesterday and I said, do not tell me, do not, do not tell me. I don't want to know one thing about it until we get on the podcast. So I am no. so excited to hear Listen, about the eyelash lift. 24 hours later, I'm going to tell you that I've never been more pleased with myself or anything that I have done. I mean, like. Tell me more. It, well, a friend had told me that she saw another friend of ours and she was like, did you go get eyelash extensions? And she was like, no, I got an eyelash lift. And so she was like, so I think I'm going to go get one. Well, then she sent me a picture of her eyes last week and was like, I went and got the eyelash lift. And I was like, okay, that's amazing. Um, and so yesterday I went to go to my girl that does my eyebrows. And so I was just getting my eyebrows waxed. And then, and in full disclosure, also my lip because I'm 46. <laughs> So I was getting all that done, all that maintenance. And I said, hey, I said, I've been hearing about an eyelash lift. And she goes, oh, we can do it right now if you want to do it. And she said, it takes about 45 minutes. And I was like, well, I have got 45 minutes. <laughs> and if I didn't, I will make it right now. I will move. I will make time. So essentially what it does, it lasts for about two months. It permanently curls your eyelashes. It's like you get a permanent in your eyelashes. That's what I was wondering. So it's like that, like, like, it's like when we would get permanents when we were in college, except it's on your eyelashes and it yes. keeps it up and curled. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. And I also had them dyed with vegetable dye, which is optional because she said, yours are already pretty dark. But she said, but if you do go ahead and do the dye, it makes them dark enough where you really won't have to wear mascara or anything. And I'm going to tell you that she was not send lying. Me a picture I right mean, now. Like, Take a picture right okay. now and, and send it to me because okay. that is something that interests me as somebody yes. who has absolutely no pigmentation in her, her eyelashes. Well, as you know, I have, I have struggled for a long time about, I've always been tempted to try eyelash extensions, yes. but I I have not wanted to do that because I've heard that it damages your existing and I just feel like it's a lot of maintenance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay. So anyway, I'll keep going as I'm doing this, but anyway, she, um, so they just, so all they do is they, so they, you keep your eyes closed the whole time. They tape down like kind of with some sort of tape that doesn't hurt, but they tape off your bottom lashes. So they're out of the way. Okay. And then they tape up your, this is a horrible picture of me, but I'm sending it. Um, this is the one I sent to my friend yesterday and I'm going to send you okay. this one cause it's, it's the best one and it's in my car so you can see. Um, so anyway, they, um, 
she tapes kind of across your eyelid. And then I guess they just put, I can't tell because my eyes were closed, but then she like tapes those up, I guess, in the position you want them to mm-hmm. stay in, like your upper eyelashes. And then she said, she goes, now I'm going to put a solution on it. She said, it's, she said, it's going to smell. And I mean, it is straight up like Tony home perm <laughs> solution is what it's, I mean, it's perm mm-hmm. solution. I mean, you smell it. Um, and so she put that on and then you have to sit there with your eyes closed for like 15 minutes. And then I guess there's a next step. Remember how with a perm, you would have to do like a next step. So there was yes. like another step yes. after that. And then the only thing was, is I couldn't get them. This is the best part. So she finishes and then she did the dye, which the dye only has to stay on for about five minutes. And then they were done. And so anyway, she, uh, but the only thing was, is you said you can't get them wet for 24 hours. So I'm going to tell you, I will go ahead and admit this publicly, that I found a pair of swim goggles to shower in last night. (laughs) Now, how long will the dye last? She said like, I mean, until your eyelid, I mean, the whole thing she said lasts about two months. Okay. So about two months. And I had it done at Splendid Skin Care here in San Antonio, and they did a great job. Um, but it, like, I mean, I woke up this morning. It's like I didn't have to curl my eyelashes. I didn't have to do anything. So will you even wear mascara? No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, I don't need to. Hold on. God, why can't I get this picture to send to you? I'm going to have to take one. Um, but I'm telling you, it really is, of all the things that I've really that I've ever done, I'm like, this may be, and I'll tell you when it would really be worth it is in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. you know because then you just wouldn't have to mess with it and when you're in the pool and everything else and like you've got blonde eyelashes i'm telling you it would be well worth your time okay did you look at did you get up this morning and look at yourself in the mirror and just admire yourself i did i um, was like this is pretty amazing like i mean it was like i look more awake than i normally look like well I, yeah I, you know i look refreshed i look so anyway so all that to say i'm I recommend it. I mean, if you if you were looking for something to do that is not eyelash extensions, but it would simplify your. And I'm like, just think what I'm going to save on all the mascara that I'm not going to buy. Is it pricing? Um, I paid. I will just say I paid eighty five dollars. Oh, I don't think that's bad. I didn't think it was either. For and for two months, I'm like, that's you know, if it lasts two months, and I don't know that I would go like religiously have it done on schedule, but I was like, I would for sure go do it when I know I have events and stuff. You know what I mean? Or I have things where. I, I need my eyelashes to look good. That is, I am telling you what, I have zoomed in on your eye <laughs> in a way that would alarm me. But can you tell? I mean, can't you I see? Can. They're like, I mean, and that's just, that's nothing. That's like, no. They look so long. I know. Um, You'll appreciate what I'm saying. Oh, I got two pictures. Okay. I see. Yeah. I sent you. I didn't know which one was better. So I sent you both. Wow. Yeah, congratulations is what I say. Thank you. I just want to say, like, if you want to, and I think that's the other part of that. Is there something that you can do for yourself that is like some sort of beauty treatment or whatever, and you can budget in for that? Then I think you should do it. Like, you know, because I mean, here's the thing: there's a lot about my face going on right now that I can't control, but I can control my eyelashes. You know, (laughs) like I can make things look better. That's right. I mean, I can't do anything. I mean, I guess technically I could about my crow's feet and about these lines around my mouth and all that stuff. But I'm not I'm not ready to go to that place yet. But I was like, you know what? I can make my eyelashes look really good. In my head, I just I, 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 like it I visualized <laughs> some sort of really bad commercial where I said, I can't control what's going on in this country, but I can control my eyelashes. <laughs> That's exactly. 
exactly <laughs> right. And then I walk with confidence into, <laughs> into the eyelash place. That's right. That could be a real commercial too. Oh, so that anyway, so that's, yeah. So an eyelash lift, I'm just telling you, it, it's a, it's a real thing and I am a fan. Okay. So we got another question about, and I, I forgot to mention this on the last podcast, but um, somebody wanted to know, she said she's having a little trouble with the Kerastase volume, volume spray. She's not oh. having great luck with it. So oh. I have been, I have also been using it. And? and what I have realized, what helped, listen, today I felt like, I felt a little bit like you, honestly, or like <laughs> how I think you feel. Like I had so much volume in my hair. I was mm. like, I would every time, and again, see, this is not my go-to. I'm not a part, I don't, I don't usually like look in the mirror a lot, but I had to admire my hair a couple of times today, to be honest. Okay. Because okay. I, like here, so here's what how I've been using it. That see, and it took me a little bit to figure it out because I didn't. Is it do I use it like hairspray? I just lift up the top back part mm-hmm. of my hair and spray underneath it real good, and then mm-hmm. sort of like fluff it with my fingers. Yes, yeah. You do. Yes, that is what I do. I don't spray it on top of my hair. I spray it under, like kind of where I would tease it. Yes. Um. And then, so I like lift little sections and I spray it. And then I kind of even spray it and then I kind of hold it for a minute. You know what I mean? To kind of let it set. And then I'll put my hair down. And then sometimes on the ends, because my hair is longer, like if I've got, if I've curled it on the ends, I'll sp- I'll do kind of a light dusting on the ends just to give those more volume too. I, um, I have a, like on the left side of my hair, uh, there's a place that I like for it to kind of flip out, flip up a little bit. And, and so I spray it under that okay but here's what I like about it like at first I was like I don't know if I really get it but what I've what I have grown to love about it is that when I use it I have much better luck with second day hair which is really tough if you have short hair yes yes because it's almost works kind of like a dry shampoo it does and so Mm -hmm. I feel like that's been the big win with it for me I mean today I mean, truthfully, I was sort of enamored with my volume, but yes. um, the second day hair situation is a lot easier and the texture of my hair is a lot more conducive to second day hair. And, mm-hmm. and that's such a, a great thing because that has not necessarily been a luxury I have enjoyed yeah. Before. Yeah. I like it to me. I, I feel like it makes my first day hair better. Like it makes it not as flat. Mm-hmm. And then I really like it the second day, but I like it because as opposed to a dry shampoo. And I also have that uh, RN Co, that dry lens bad paste or that yes. bad lens paste that I love, but that has to be like a, if I need my hair to look good that day, and then I know I'm going to wash it the next day because it makes it so gritty and kind of dirty feeling that I really can't get second day hair out of that unless I'm going to just pull it back, you know, but Mm -hmm. to me, the Kerastase, I can use it. I can still get multiple days out of my hair because it, it gives you volume, but it also doesn't make it feel like sticky or too dirty. I agree. Yeah. But I think it's a trial and error, but I think you have to think of that. You're really working at your roots is where you're wanting to put that. Yeah. I don't use a lot of it. I, 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 I mean, I have two places where I use it. So places where I want my hair to kind of behave the most. And so, yeah. and I still use hairspray. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I still use hairspray overall, but I'll use like I like to get that you know that kind of that side swoop like the way my bangs come across or like I don't have bangs mm-hmm. but just that side. So I'll use it like kind of at the roots of that to give it a little bit of lift, but then I spray that to get it to stay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm tracking yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, any other discoveries though? In, in addition, I feel like we haven't had a whole lot of time really for you to unlock another no. treasure for us, but. I, you know what? I really haven't. I mean, the eyelash lift is really the best offering that I have this week. And and I think it's a good one. I feel really like women of America, this could really benefit you. Um, so that's really the only, because I'm trying to think. I haven't tried any new. I've got, now I will say in full disclosure, I have a few new products on order that once I try them out, I will let you know. But I, um, I'm waiting to see because, you know, I never want to recommend something until I try it for sure. Well, certainly. I mean, that would be irresponsible. Yes. Well, I just, I don't, you know, I just wouldn't want to do that. Now, I do have to tell you about, and this isn't a beauty product, but I thought about you because um, have you ever tried bubble tea? Do you know what that is? I do know what bubble tea is, and I will say it scares me a little bit. Okay. So there's a place here in town that has just opened up and it's a bubble tea place and it's called now this is so clever it's called brews like brew tea brew like bruce lee tea so okay. like bruce lee mm-hmm. yeah. which uh-huh. so caroline had been saying like can we go to bruce lee tea it's where everybody's going i want to go try it blah 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 so i was like okay i didn't really know what bubble tea was i was just like okay we'll go try it so we went like two days ago after school and kind of didn't know what to get and um so it's kind of i guess it's like I don't know. It's just different kinds of teas and it's all, it's like there's a milk tea and there's uh-huh. fruity teas and there's all, but then they put these like tapioca things down in the bottom of it. Uh-huh. Um, That's the are optional. Okay. That is okay. This is so confirms what I was going to say because, so we both ordered something different. Cause I was like, let's just get two different things and we'll just kind of try it. So we got the tapioca things because I had read that's like legit bubble tea is to get the tapioca things. I have never thought about you and how you have that kind of phobia about holes and patterns mm-hmm. more because when I look down and realize those things are actually in the bottom of this glass <laughs> that I'm drinking from. And I'm going to tell you one of the, one of the moments of horror was what I didn't realize is the straw they give you is purposely big enough that it could suck one of those things up. Okay. And I, I, that happened to me and I have never thought I was going to throw up in a parking lot so fast. I was like, I can't because the tea itself tasted delicious. I just would have to get it without the, the thing. I cannot have texture in my drink. And I was so puzzled. So I went home and I was like, do they serve a purpose? And they really don't just people like, they like to have chunkiness in your tea. And I was like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> No, and, and not just chunkiness in their tea, but the, the circles, the circles. Yes. yes, yes, that is so funny. I'm so happy you said that because I, when I looked at that glass and I saw those circles down at the bottom, I thought, well, this would push Sophie oh, over the edge. Would. She so would bad. never. I can hardly, and if you are new to this particular phobia, it's not really a phobia, but this issue I have, I do not like repetitive circles. And now, the only saving grace with the tea would be, I, what's really difficult for me is when they occur in nature. I don't, mm-hmm. or when they occur in a place that they shouldn't. So, um, for example, there was a character on some TV show a while back that was like the character, because it was some horror thing, and the character became a honeycomb. So their face was a honeycomb. Oh, oh. I, there's, there's absolutely 100% 
no way I could have looked at that without dying. I would have died. Uh-huh, I would have, uh-huh. I, I would have literally died. Yes. Uh, and understandably so. <laughs> so, but to look down in my tea and see a bunch of repetitive uh-uh. circles. No, ma'am. No, I was like, you. that was no. I, and like, and it was good. Caroline really liked it. I was like, I like it, but it wouldn't replace like my, it wouldn't replace one of my normal things. It's really good. And it's, I mean, the whole shop is super cute and they've got food and all that. And if you're in San Antonio, you ought to go. It's, it's super cool. I I just won't go back and get the tapioca things in mine. Okay. I did not even tell you this. So, you know, one of my favorite things is at work when people who have gone to college come back and visit. Yes. And so, Right. When we had our, we get, went back from Christmas. Oh, sorry. Alex is trying to leave to get a lacrosse and Hazel okay. has to try to stop him. Yeah, well, of course. Danger, so, danger. Yeah, very dangerous. Um, so anyway, so there were several kids who came by one afternoon and they were so sweet. And you know, Gigi, like, yeah. And so Gigi was one of these people. And so, okay. Then the door okay. slams, and now say, look, we're such a functional family. I know, but now mine are howling outside the window. Do you hear? So that means Perry just got home. Oh my gosh! Okay. I don't hear yours. Oh, they were because they were outside the window. Okay. Um. Anyway, so so um, who, I, who, I can't even remember who all came by that day, but there was a whole bunch of people. But Gigi came by with flowers which was so sweet because yes. she and her mom loved to arrange flowers and um so she came by she had arranged me some flowers which was gorgeous and she had a present and I was like oh what in the world and she said well this is for you and so anyway we all sit down and she said you need to open your present and so anyway I grabbed it I take the tissue paper out and that bag that sucker has got seed pods in it oh no <laughs> And, no. and she, of course, they all, they all know how I am about that stuff. And yes. they died laughing. And I said, why do you hate me? Why? <laughs> what have I done to you to make you hate me like this? Get away from me. I don't want your seed pods. Like, I don't know how many times I have to tell you people, if there's a repetitive circle that occurs in nature, I am not interested. Especially if something could be nestled down in that thing. That's oh, oh. Dangerous. Uh, no, no, ma'am. No, ma'am. I'm with you on that. That kind of grosses me out. So all that to say, bubble tea, not in my future. Mm-mm. No, uh-uh. Mm-mm. No, mm-mm. No, I'm think I'm going to stick to my, my other tea. And I your think kombucha, for me, your kombucha. my kombucha, my, I'm going to stick to my kombucha. And I also have discovered that I really enjoy a chai tea, for a hot chai tea from Starbucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's my newest, that's my newest thing. I don't know. I think it was when the weather was so cold and like, we were so I would go to Starbucks sometimes after I would pick Carolina from school and I didn't want coffee and so I was like I'm gonna try the chai tea so I've recently discovered that I am a fan of chai tea do you put anything in it no Mm-mm. it's totally sweet enough the way it is to me like just the way you get it and I get it with non-fat milk just because history of vain women <laughs> um so. yeah yeah like, so. a little splash of half and half in there thank you yeah so, but I really like it. It's become my new, so that's like my secondary Starbucks drink of the day. Like I'll get a chai tea and I really like them. But I just, but I've all that to say that it, especially this time of year, I think that was my other thing with the bubble tea is if I'm going to drink tea, which they do have hot tea there too, but I, I like a hot tea, not an iced tea this time of year. Well, you know, I like a hot coffee. I don't like an iced coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Now summer, I might be different, but right now I just, I like a hot tea. Okay. 
I so. I tried a a blonde espresso flat white at um oh yeah at Starbucks because everybody keeps talking about the blonde espresso. I did not care for it. Oh okay okay. But I have not tried one. I, I'll just put that out there. I did not care for it. I I like for my coffee. I like for it to have a lot of flavor. I don't mind if it's a little bitter. Um, this mm-hmm. was way too smooth for me. There was no there was not enough flavor to it for me. So okay. Yeah, I based on I think I've had a blonde something. I just I think and I'm like meh. I don't I think I like a stronger darker mm-hmm. something if I'm doing coffee. Well, we have run the gamut. We have talked about marriage Listen. and parenting and and eyelashes. And I don't really know body. what more you could want. <laughs> I, I don't either, except a couple of show tunes. But besides that, I feel like we've pretty much covered it. We've covered it. We've covered it today. Mm-hmm. So well done. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. And I know we didn't get to a lot of the questions, but we'll we'll try to come back to them at some point um, if they will stay in my Instagram. I don't know how that works, but. Yeah. Well, and I think it's always good if y'all put questions on our, we've got the Big Boo Facebook page. And so you can go and you can like us there. And then if you'll put your questions there too, then that's kind of a sticky place where we'll see them and we can keep going back to them. So that's also a suggestion. That's an excellent point. Thank you. Well, you're so welcome. I mean, you set up the Facebook page. So the least I can do is say, hey, why don't y'all go like our Facebook page? That's right. Um, Very professional. Very professional. And by the way, we should say, because we are always mildly astonished that anybody listens to this podcast. Really, thank you all so much. The last episode went to number one on Kids and Family and iTunes. And I don't know that anybody was more surprised by that than the two of us. (laughs) And maybe the people at iTunes. But other than that. So thanks for for subscribing and for leaving your reviews and all that because I think all that makes a difference. I don't really understand it, but that was that was yeah. like that was quite the surprise. But it was so fun. It was so fun. So okay, well, um, I guess that's all for this this week. I guess that's all for episode ninety four. Even though I said the last one was ninety four on Instagram, it really wasn't. It was ninety three. This is ninety four. Ninety four. We're inching closer and closer to one hundred. Yes, we are. All right. We'll talk to y'all later. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.